0: Yeah, God is good. Thank you, Lord. Gotta love that song. Let it flow, let it flow. Making a statement like that to God is a smart thing to do because it's relying on and making a faith space in our heart that acknowledges the character of God. He's not withholding the flow because he doesn't want us to have it but there's a dimension of which our whole life with God revolves around as John has already said sometimes what we write down but sometimes what we ask for and the Bible says very clearly you have not because you ask not and that's not because God's stingy, it's just that he's waiting for us to actually step toward him in faith So I just want to encourage you for a moment as we stand for another few moments. I want to welcome our C3 Parkside crew who have joined us online this morning. They're actually going to listen to the rest of this service. We're so excited that our other location is with us. But I just want to invite you all to close your eyes where you stand. And think of one thing you would use, one word, maybe an adjective, to describe God right now in this moment in time. What is your experience of God? Maybe reflect on the weak. But it might be God's great. God's loving. He's forgiving. He's gracious to me. So Holy Spirit flood us with a fresh understanding of the character of our Father. For those of us, Lord, who've had an interesting earthly experience of fatherhood, hearing the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit, whispering truths about true fatherhood, could set us free. So come Holy Spirit, fall on us in this next 20 minutes open up the Word to us. I pray, Lord, that as I present these thoughts that I believe You've placed in my heart for our church for 2023, that there would be an eruption in our lives, a fresh revelation of a fresh sense of purpose, a fresh sense of identity and meaning in life. And I'm so grateful, Lord, that You you love your church. That is, you love us. And so we pray, Lord, for a, an outpouring of fresh new things in the Adelaide Hills. We pray for a fresh outpouring of new things in you, in Parkside and those inner the, in, in the southern suburbs of the city with our Parkside crew. So we stand in your presence, in faith, grateful for every blessing in our life, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. May be seated, church. Thank you, crew, for taking us into that special place. Well, I'm hoping and believing this morning that where we're going as a church for 2023, we would announce most years God's been faithful in, particularly for me as a senior leader, of dropping a line of thinking or something that's going to help us as a church go somewhere meaningful. And it's a little bit like the writing down the dreams and visions. If We don't actually state at the outset. This is where we're headed for the year. We could just bundle along as a church. um, And in some respects, there'd be nothing intrinsically wrong with that. But if you don't set some targets, and I'm not a big fan of goal setting, some of you know that, but I am a fan of goal setting um, because it's not a waste of time. It's actually a way of determining lots of things, None the least of which is when you get somewhere, you can go, that's where I intended to land. And so here we are in 2023 with just one word that's been running around inside my heart for our church for quite a few months and we had a number of discussions as our ministry exec over the last couple of months about this and it took a little while to get to the point where it was kind of after the consensus was there and then there's a few modifications of thinking and as happens when you discuss things with people but at the end of the day it became a deferral to me because I'm the boss and uh, uh, and. To be perfectly honest, I don't say that in an arrogant. Please don't hear it that way. It, it's actually God calls people to lead. God calls people to take responsibility to set a particular direction. And it's a little bit like that that's in the background of this word that I want to give to you this morning. Um, I'm going to start with some scripture, which I didn't give to Mason. Sorry about that and Lockie back there. But we're in Rome, uh, Genesis chapter 12, um, the call of Abraham. The Lord said to Abram, go, say go. Go from your country, your people and your father's household to a land I will show you. We often focus because in this particular verse, in this particular context, there's the focus on the command to go. And uh, I found myself pursuing a few other thoughts around that. I thought, okay, he's commanded to go. John 17 verse 18 is a key verse for the year and this verse needs to be highlighted in your Bible to help you stay on track because the rest of the the whole of the preaching emphasis this year is going to be wrapped up around the thoughts in this verse which is um, Jesus speaking to and praying and talking about his disciples and he's talking to God and he says as you sent me, say sent S-E-N-T as you sent me into the world I have sent them. Say, so that's, me. that's me. Say it loudly. That's me. that's me. So what I want to say to you this morning is this word, sent, is actually part of an upside-down kingdom called the kingdom of God because it actually changes everything about what you and I think is going on with our lives when we start to look at our life through the lens of being a person who is sent, I've been a great, um, I think, proponent of one of the greatest gifts God's given us over, above lots of other things is the power to choose. And the power to choose is, is a mystery in some respects because it means we can choose to not be sent. We can choose to do whatever we like. To some extent, we can choose to sin, we can choose to not sin, we can choose to be kind, we can choose to be mean, we can choose to be a follower of Jesus, or we can choose to reject the truth when it's presented to us because it doesn't make sense to us and we can be everything in between. So choice is a big deal. But I want to say to you that what's a bigger deal for me and what I think our church is going to discover together in this next 12 months is that the view of life for an individual, as being a person who is sent, is transformative. I'm actually, uh, I looked up a whole lot of clips to show this morning, and the Blues Brothers, if you're an old codger like me, you know the movie, The Blues Brothers? Sadly, there's a lot of inappropriate for church language in the clips that I found. Um, So we're not playing the Blues Brothers at church this morning, sad to say. But uh, the sentiments there, they're on a mission from God. They kind of, and that's the sentiment that I want us to try and grapple with this year. Is like, do I have a view, for example, that, that God's sending me somewhere? God, God's actually in the business of sending you. Like, maybe, just maybe, in your workplace, if you, if you work with other people, is it possible to view that, that arriving for work as not just going to work because I applied for a job and I got it, I went to university, got a degree, and I've got qualifications, and I'm good at what I do. That may all be true. But would it change your life to consider that going to work every day is actually a mission from God where you're sent? And you're sent in to be a peacemaker. You're sent in to be a listening ear. You're sent into your workplace to be the voice of encouragement. You're sent in to be the voice of Uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Wisdom, counsel, whatever it might be. I think getting a view that I don't just do what I want to do when I want to do it. I've got to get a sense that God's hands on my life and he sends me on little missions. And so um, the word sent is going to be up in the foyer. It's going to be in the background here somewhere along the line in a moment. Sent. Let us get sent. Think of the letter... um, the book Habakkuk, where it says, the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So a herald is sent. The thing I love about the imagery in this particular story is it's a herald, not the author. We like to think that we've got things to say and people need to listen to us. People need to listen to me saying, I identify as this. I'm that, it's me. This is about being a herald, not an author. So the herald is sent with somebody else's message. Don't matter who you are, is it possible that you could be sent with a message from God? And I believe that's true regardless of how you identify whether what ethnic group you are, what orientation you might think you are. Is it possible to consider life's a little more important than all that stuff, and it is if you ask me, When we get a revelation that God's in the business of sending people to do things for him so that his kingdom can be extended. And so the word sent, interesting. When Jesus was hanging out with the dudes that hang around with him on planet Earth, they were called disciples. Say disciples. Disciples Disciples is about... being a student, basically, and the teacher. So Jesus was a teacher, and Jesus was a rabbi, and Jesus taught, and so they were disciples. And then the Bible goes on to refer to them, kind of have a change of name, to apostles. I don't know if you've ever considered what that means, but at the end of the day, in this um, John reading that I just read, uh, as you sent me into the world, the Greek word in the New Testament there is apostello from which we get the word apostle. It's a verb that means to send. So you're actually an apostle. Every one of us is actually called to be, we have a whole focus on discipleship, growing in knowledge, growing in our walk with God. And that's all really foundationally important. But at the end of the day, you're a disciple so that you can become an apostle. That is to be sent. God wants to send you on a mission and he doesn't want you limping into it, going, oh, you know, can I tell you about the problems I had today? You know, it's been a bad week. I really, it's like, oh, I've had no sleep. It's like, don't, 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 don't do that on mission. Like, what soldier's gonna complain about having lack of sleep when they're getting threatened to have their brain, brains you know, uh, taken out by somebody, the enemy? They're alert, they're onto it. They're standing back at, as in resting in positively They're training. They're actually on the front foot looking to actually take ground. Sent. Say, I am. I am. Sent. Sent. It's like, like, you mean me? Yes. I've noticed that God sends people who I would definitely say are not qualified for the job, including me. I am somebody, I can't remember who that was just recently, Uh, Yes, I do remember, it doesn't matter Um, went went over to the York Peninsula and and stumbled into the Brentwood Uniting Church and there was some family history there and uh, I actually, as they they put a post on Facebook about it and didn't know that, blah 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 long story short, I um, recalled the lovely congregation at the Brentwood Uniting Church put up with me preaching with no training my first couple of cutting my teeth as a preacher in the 1980s was in the Uniting Church Parish on the Southern York Peninsula, and all of those beautiful people in that neck of the woods had to put up with me <laughs> preaching. All I had was the Bible and a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ever been sent somewhere you didn't want to go? Yeah. I remember as a, a Grade 6 student at Orgate Primary School. Anyway, I got sent by Mr Humphreys. Say sent. Sent. Yeah. I was talking in class, I got warned, I got warned, I got warned, and uh, that's why I'm a preacher. <laughs> I talk a lot. And uh, anyway, he said, Bruce, I've given you about three warnings. Get up, leave the classroom, and go to the principal's office and tell him that I've sent you for talking in class. I didn't want to go, because I knew I was going to get punished. And I did. I copped the whack on the bum with a yard ruler. Um, and the... Christopher was saying to me, Bruce, your parents are such lovely people, why are you so naughty? Anyway, it anyway, didn't really impact on me that much. It did hurt at the time. But. but being sent often can involve doing something you don't want to do. So God might send you to be a, a mouthpiece or an action-packed moment of reconciliation into a complicated situation. You don't want to go. You don't want to do it. But if you've got the view that I'll pick and choose what I do, you won't do it. But if we get a revelation that sometimes God fingers us and sends us where we don't want to go, and that's called faith. It's called, I'm gonna do it because God's called me to. He sent me on a mission. So I wanna show you this little video clip, a powerful one about being, make sure to turn it up from the very first moment, Lockie, because the first few words are pretty important. Yes? Do you need any medical assistance? No, sir. I'm from the 8th. How are you doing there? I was sent here to deliver a message. Eight. He must know my brother. I was sent here with him. Tom's here? Where is he? What's your name? Schofield, sir. Sorry, what? It's Schofield, sir. William Schofield. Well. Well, you need some food. Get yourself to the mess tent. of course he was he was a good man always telling funny stories he saved my life no, I'm glad you were with him Very powerful scene. What struck me about it, and some of the comments underneath that YouTube clip helped me to actually see what me as a movie watcher doesn't always see. Simon will be watching this, and he, and my son who makes movies, he's probably onto it already, but one of the most amazing cinematography, cinema graphic issues of that, that whole scene is the fact that for most of it, the camera is steadfastly on the person who's receiving the message and his reaction to the news that his brother's been killed in the war and the person who's been sent we don't see his face for most of that clip until he turns around and that's a deliberate cinematographic tool I think to emphasize something that helps us understand where we're at when it comes to being sent by God because the issue isn't look at me look at me look at me i not I great, I've got a message from God. It's like, this clip shows us, no, you, you are the herald. You're the messenger. That's really important. And so the whole clip focuses on the response of the brother who's receiving the bad news. That's one thing. But what's absolutely beautiful at the end of that, after he talks about, and asks if he can write to the guy's mum and tell her that he wasn't alone when he died, <coughs> and the other lieutenant there, kind of mishears his name, but he gets it. But what's really, really powerful is that the hand is extended and uh, the camera slowly pans around to show us the messenger's face. And you kind of wonder why. Why would they do it? In my view, it's a really clever, really clever mechanism to show us a truth about what it is that's important to God about being sent and that is, the guy's name is spoken back to him. Thank you, Will. The moment you complete your mission, the thing you've been sent to do is the moment you understand your identity. You don't do what you're sent to do, you're gonna be confused about who you are and what life means for the whole of your life. When we settle the deal, that I'm going to actually do what I was sent to do daily, you get a daily dose or an hourly dose of understanding your identity and your purpose. You're no longer going to be confused about what matters. You're not going to wonder, am I this, am I that, or am I the other? I'm telling you, until you actually obey God and do what you were sent to do, those questions are going to go (whistles) around and around and around like a cyclone in your life. But the moment you and I step out of that cyclone, and go, I'm going to go and deliver the message. I'm going to go and do that act of kindness. I'm going to go and be that person of peace in my workplace. I've worked in some pretty toxic workplaces over the years with some very interesting people. And uh, I back then didn't have the brains to work out. I actually could have gone in there as a peacemaker because I know I actually carry God's peace in my life. It's like, why didn't I get that? Maybe just maybe God was waiting me to wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm going to go to work sent with peace. I'm going to go sent with generosity. I'm going to go sent with encouragement, for example. So um, enough said. There's lots of scriptures uh, that I would continue to want to share with you. Isaiah chapter 6 is another key verse in the way this came together in my thinking. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? and i said that's isaiah responding back to god here am here am i send me is that your response to god this morning here am i send me maybe just maybe he's going to send you into a really nice fluffy space where it's just a really pleasant a pleasant task like leading someone to jesus is a really cool thing to do being sent to somebody to share your faith Maybe over a period of time, but sometimes you get sent to go to somebody who's been asking all sorts of questions behind the scene and God said, go and speak to that person. And you talk to them, share Jesus, and say, are you ready to be saved? Ready to give your life to Jesus? Yep. Let's pray together. That's a good send. Other times you can get to send somebody that needs to be rebuked for being a jerk. That's not a good send. As a parent, you realise that sometimes parenting is a lot of fun because kids are beautiful. Most of the time. But sometimes you've got to put on the mean suit and not be their best friend. got to be their parent and say no. No, 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 no. But you're sent. The church has had a problem with waving its finger at people over moral issues. Um, That doesn't mean to say that the finger-waving is actually the right way to address what actually is a real problem. Because it isn't. Finger wagging and pointing judgmental at people is probably not going to do a whole lot. But there is nothing wrong with being a person who actually says no to something. No, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to be part of that. And so I'd put it to you that it is possible through 2023, sitting through my preaching, all of our pulpit training group, all the people who preach in our church are going to have this sent message underneath it's a foundational line of thinking and i try and work out how we just keep putting it into the mix you mightn't hear the word every week but i want you to actually have a little note if you write notes in your bible or you bring a notebook to church or you write notes when you get home like put the word sent at the top of the page and see what it actually does to the message like as you write notes down about i don't know something else that's preached during this year we're going to look at the the gospel of john for about the first six weeks You'll get all sorts of ideas that might pop into your head, all sorts of ideas that are brought from this pulpit to you. And if you just write the word "sent" across the top and go, "What does that actually look like?" If I'm going to view it through the lens of being a person who's been sent by God, so why don't we stand up on a prayer and close in a moment? God's pretty emphatic in the Book of Isaiah about lots of things. My thoughts in chapter 55 are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. It's possible he's got some sending to do with you that doesn't make sense to you, and that's okay. Just be obedient. He goes on to say towards the end of that few few verses in chapter 55, verse 11, So it is with my word that goes out from my mouth. So it goes out. So uh, it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God sends things. I want to go back to my first scripture. Abraham being told to go. Let's put it another way. He was sent. He was sent to a place that he wasn't actually told where it was. Didn't get told how to get there. Didn't get told where it was, how to go, but he was just told to go. Sometimes, God just says to go. That means you're sent. But where? With whom? Abraham is recorded in the New Testament as having an obedience that was credited to him as righteousness. He obeyed God by faith. So we've got all manner of voices that have influenced the way we make choices. In our culture, we're encouraged to pursue our own goals, follow our own heart, our truth. We're gonna speak our truth, our dreams. Even with that, can I encourage you, thinking about your dreams for 2023, include a few scent dreams. What, what is it that God could send me to do if I wrote it down? Could be interesting, you could end up anywhere. We're sending Vicky home next week. Vicky's been with us from Czech Republic for nine weeks. But I'd like her to remember that maybe in a sense, she chose to come here to Australia. And we've been so excited to have her as part of our family. Um, we've known her since she was two. And, uh, and her fam- we love her family back in the Czech Republic. And, but I'd like you to remember, Vicky, that it's possible that God sent you here. And in some respects, he's sending you home even though you've booked all the tickets. And the mechanics is, I've made all those choices. Now, my whole point of this message is that's true behind the scene, but what if I look at it through the lens I've been sent by God? And so if four things you can do for the year, and I'll close with this while you're standing. This is everybody, aren't just Vicky. Number one, a little acrostic, Julie Sampson. Okay, just to help us remember. Sent, S-E-N-T, surrender our lives afresh. Surrender your life to God afresh, 2023. Number two, enter His presence and hear from Him. Like, listen for His voice in your devotional time. Listen to it. Listen for His voice during the worship. Number three, navigate the obstacles and the pushback that we all get. Delivering His message. Especially if it's a message we don't deliver. It can be prickly for us, let alone the people we give it to. Understand that. That'll help us. And number four, take time, regular time, to review, progress, reflect on his provision, give thanks for his promises and worship. So let me pray as we close this morning. You guys are looking very, very sharp. Has this message helped? Yeah. Yeah, give me a little smile from the back to the front. Yeah, I'm getting good looks. Oh, I forgot to say, by the way, welcome. Kind of home but not home to the Chesters this morning. Great to have you guys with us, Nathan Morell and Brianna and Jaden. Well, actually, we need to say welcome home to Brianna because she's staying. And uh, she's back in the fold at Adelaide Hills and she's going to be a really great asset. God's got his hand on her life and we're so blessed to have her back with us. So we'll look after her. You know that, right? (laughs) The Chesters are a pretty tight family, so seeing their eldest daughter... Uh, stay behind his. Not going to be for the faint hearted, but again, Nathan Real, I just encourage you to believe that uh, and look at it. God sent her. He sent her back here, even though she's chosen to come. And uh, God, God will bless you as you look at it that way, Narelle I, I know that. Um, but, tearful moment nonetheless, as yeah, the first child leaves the nest. We clapped and the last one left, Simon. He's listening, that's why I said that. It's not true, buddy. I did have a few tears. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every family, every life, every choice we've made. I pray, Lord, as firmly as I can put my feet in in the foundations of faith, for our whole congregation for 2023, here and in Parkside in particular, that this word, sent would start to trigger incredible change in our lives as we pursue you and as we go where you send us. I pray, Lord, that lives will be changed, that people will find faith, that people will be set free, marriages restored, relationships put back in, into gear, businesses, put back on track I pray Lord as we come around our um, our first fruits offering next Sunday and our dreams anointing of dream service there would just be such a rich presence of your spirit breathing over our church we look forward to a brand new era together in 2023 because you're faithful always in Jesus wonderful name Amen come on give the Lord a clap offering this morning he's good God is good Thank you, Lord. We're going to close with a song right now. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, I need to talk to you after this service. That's not a kind of fluffy invitation. Just come down here and talk to me because we've got to sort that deal out, okay? God bless you.